This is the Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. And now, Rebecca Larson. A Brief History is a supplemental episode of the Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. On this episode, I welcome a fellow podcaster, Rosie Perron. She's the host of the History A Podcast. I love that name so much. Today, Rosie's subject is Margaret Douglas. You might know Margaret best as the daughter of Henry VIII's eldest sister, Margaret Tudor, or maybe as the mother of Lord Darnley, the man who famously or infamously married Mary Queen of Scots. But as usual, I'm going to let someone who's done more research on her life do the talking. So with that, I'd like to welcome Rosie to the show. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me on your podcast. Now, some people don't know Margaret Douglas, Countess of Lennox. But she had a really interesting history during the Tudor era. Her role is often overlooked, with the exception of some controversies or maybe some intrigues. But her parents were a queen and an earl. Her life spanned five Tudor reigns. She had eight children. And she was considered beautiful, intelligent, wily, and very ambitious. So let's just start right at the beginning. Margaret was born on the border of Scotland and England, so she was half Scottish and half English. She had royal blood, but she also had an unknown status. Her mother was Margaret Tudor, the daughter of King Henry VII of England, and her father was Archibald Douglas, the sixth Earl of Angus. Her mom, Margaret, had married Archibald only one year after the death of her own husband, King James IV of Scotland. Just in case you're not aware, King James IV died in the Battle of Flodden. When Queen Margaret Tudor was heavily pregnant with Archibald Douglas's child, she fled to Blackadder Tower, a castle in the Scottish borders, because she feared that pursuers were going to capture them. From Blackadder Tower, they fled to the border of Scotland and England and the Queen received permission from her brother, King Henry VIII, to cross the border to England. They crossed, but they weren't quite able to reach their final destination and had to stop at an old fortified military base and prison, Harbottle Castle, which overlooked the Coquet Valley. And the child was born on October 7, 1515. This child, of course, was Margaret. In the spring of 1517, Queen Margaret Tudor returned to Scotland to take the revenues from her lands. Her husband, Archibald, was openly living with his mistress in one of Queen Margaret's houses. In June, young Margaret went with her mother to Scotland. By October in 1518, the Queen and her husband were fighting, and Margaret asked her brother, King Henry VIII, for a divorce from Archibald. The king sent a Franciscan friar to the couple in the summer of 1519 in order to reconcile. The reconciliation worked, but not for long. In March 1527, the Pope granted Queen Margaret and Archibald an annulment, when Margaret Douglas was only 11 years old. Young Margaret learned to read and write, in French and in English, and likely in some Scots or Gaelic. She was also raised a Catholic. In the mid-1520s, Archibald took his daughter from Queen Margaret. Some people say he kidnapped her. Evidence points to her living in Tantalum Castle with her father. This beautiful castle overlooked the Firth of Forth. There's also evidence that Margaret and her father grew close during her stay with him. They got to know each other well and enjoyed spending time together. 
Archibald seemed more protective and affectionate with Margaret than her own mother. Archibald wrote about his daughter in letters, saying she was the woman whom he loved most in all the world. With war still happening in Scotland, Margaret was sent to Norham Castle and later she went to Berwick Castle. In the spring of 1530, there were summons to head to England and Margaret arrived on April 6th. King Henry VIII had affection for his niece and gave her a wondrous wardrobe with lush dresses and other items. During her time in court, she became good friends with her cousin Mary, the daughter of Catherine of Aragon and King Henry VIII, and who would later become Mary I. They had much in common. They were both Catholic, and their parents were in troubled marriages. And they shared lessons with the governess Margaret Pole, the Countess of Salisbury. With the divorce of King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon, their daughter Mary was sent away. Margaret stayed behind in the household in 1533 and received the title of the First Lady of Honour to Queen Anne Boleyn. Interestingly, she kept the title for all consecutive queens. At around the age of 20, she falls in love with a man three or four years older, Thomas Howard. There are poems by Thomas Howard and Margaret Douglas possibly written about their love. In particular, there are three poems by Thomas, numbers 67, 68, and 69, that could be about their courtship. This poetry was kept in the Devonshire manuscript, which contained 184 poems from the early Tudor years. Three women were in charge of producing and circulating the Devonshire manuscript, Margaret Douglas, Mary Shelton, and Mary Howard. The manuscript is mostly attributed to Sir Thomas Wyatt, but it had been circulating around and many people had written in it. By the mid-1540s, Margaret Douglas had taken sole possession of this manuscript. Prior to this, in spring of 1536, Margaret and Thomas Howard married covertly, and as they say, per verba de presenti. By July of 1536, King Henry VIII became aware of the marriage, and the romance imploded. The king passed the Bill of Attainder against Howard, and threw them both into the Tower of London on July 18th. On August 12th, Queen Mary wrote to her brother, King Henry VIII, about her displeasure at her daughter's treatment. By the end of the year, the king took Margaret out of the Tower of London and sent her to Sion Abbey, telling her she would be treated well if she stayed convenient. The queen, Jane Seymour, gave birth to a boy, and the king forgave Margaret. Unfortunately, Thomas took ill and ended up dying in the Tower of London. Margaret took his death very hard, and the king took her out of Sion Abbey. Some years later, in 1541, Margaret found love with Charles Howard, the brother of the new queen, Catherine Howard. When Catherine Howard was accused of infidelity, Margaret took the king's warning of being careful the third time and chose to remarry on the king's authority. In 1544, King Henry VIII asked Matthew Stuart, Earl of Lennox, to marry Margaret. And according to sources, she was delighted with the choice. By 1547, she had birthed eight children. In 1561, the new monarch, Queen Elizabeth, invited Margaret to court. Queen Elizabeth had heard that Margaret was trying to arrange the marriage of her oldest son, Henry, Lord Darnley, to marry Queen of Scots. 
The queen understood that Mary, Queen of Scots, had a strong link to the throne, and her marriage to Darnley, by mixing English and Tudor blood, would strengthen that bond. Thomas Bishop, a fired Lennox servant, was possibly telling secrets to William Cecil, Queen Elizabeth's Secretary of State, and he attacked Margaret's character in court, saying she fell out of favor with King Henry VIII, and that's why she wasn't named in the succession before his death. There's no evidence of a quarrel between Margaret and King Henry VIII over religion. But other accusations from Thomas Bishop caused Margaret to be imprisoned at the Carthusian Abbey on April 2nd, 1561. Her husband was sent to the Tower of London. In early May, she wrote a letter asking to face her accusers. And a month later, Cecil and other privy councillors visited Margaret to question her, but she maintained her innocence. Bishop claimed that Margaret called Elizabeth a bastard, that she conspired to imprison Elizabeth with Mary, and that this Countess of Lennox practiced witchcraft. Now, the witchcraft charge concerned the collapse of St. Paul's Cathedral steeple in 1561, which was supposedly caused by Margaret. Cecil was really busy trying to prove that Margaret was a bastard, possibly to prevent another Catholic taking the throne. She fired off a missive to Cecil and said, Even as God hath made me, I am a lawful daughter to the Queen of Scots and the Earl of Angus, which none alive is able to make other. Margaret's allies successfully helped her get free, and she was released in 1563. In 1564, she became the godmother to Cecil's daughter, named Elizabeth. And a year later, in 1565, Queen Elizabeth was troubled when she heard that Margaret's allies had granted a Scottish passport to Lord Darnley, and the marriage between Mary Queen of Scots and Darnley might actually occur. So Margaret was sent to the Tower of London once again. In Scotland, Mary and Darnley were not on good terms because Darnley had killed Mary's favorite servant. This murder possibly led to his own murder in Edinburgh in 1567. Margaret collapsed with grief, and Elizabeth let her out of the Tower of London. During the Troubles of 1568, Mary, Queen of Scots, fled to England. Margaret really wanted to protect her grandson, James VI, and Lennox, who still was living in Scotland, became his regent in 1571. That same year, Lennox was ambushed and gravely wounded. Friends brought him back to the castle, and he forgave his enemies and said, if the baby is well, then all is well. Young King James VI actually saw his grandfather die. When Margaret heard the news, she felt so much grief again. They had been happily married 26 years. They had lost seven children and had been separated by distance for long periods. So at 56 years old, Margaret had experienced much pain. And in 1574, Margaret's only living son, Charles, married Elizabeth Cavendish. Queen Elizabeth put Margaret on house arrest for arranging the marriage without the Queen's permission. Charles and Elizabeth had a daughter named Arabella Stewart, and Charles died in his early 20s. Margaret commissioned a painting of her granddaughter, aged two years old, wearing a dress and holding a doll. It was painted in the summer, or maybe in the autumn, of 1577. Margaret also stayed in contact with her grandson, James VI. She sent him works of history and even embroidered hawking gloves. 
Margaret didn't move to Scotland, but rather stayed in England, and many considered her to be the best Catholic claim to the throne. On March the 7th or 10th in 1578, Margaret died. Her funeral was held April 3rd in Westminster Abbey. Her monument is located on the south side of King Henry VII's chapel, close to Margaret Beaufort, and her heraldry is evident on the monument. Also, her eight children are depicted with four girls on one side and four boys on the other side. And now for an extra little mystery. We can't really talk about Margaret without talking about the Lennox Jewel. The Lennox Jewel is dated around the 1560s, probably commissioned between 1564 and 1565 in Edinburgh. The iconography suggests it was a gift before Mary and Darnley's marriage. Although, another author has theorized that it's likely a love token from Lennox to Margaret during Mary I's reign, since the couple was financially secure at the time, but it could also have been adapted as a wedding gift to Mary Queen of Scots and their son, Lord Darnley. And that concludes this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find my show notes from this episode and how to become a patron at tutorsdynastypodcast.com. Don't want to miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Patreon, Podbean, or anywhere you can find podcasts. Intro and outro music called Folk Round by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Creative Commons license via filmmusic.io. Thanks for checking out the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. Read more. Read more on the blog at TudorsDynasty.com. Follow Tudor's Dynasty on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to Tudor's Dynasty on iTunes. Thanks for listening.